Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2. Today we will be discussing The Blue Planet Episode 2, titled The Deep. I don't know why I wanted to say it like that, but I did. (laughs) Okay. This is a weird episode. (laughs) To say the least. It is a weird episode about a weird segment of this weird planet we live on. And it's fascinating. Uh, It is absolutely Frickin' phenomenal and strange in the best way possible. Uh, They do an amazing job of, right off the bat, conveying just how little we know about the deep seas. Like, they immediately give that statistic of, like, we've only explored uh, less than 1% of the deep sea. Uh, We know more about the surface of the moon than we know about the ocean floor. More people have been to space and have been in uh, the deep sea than have explored the deep sea. Uh, There's only like five submersibles on the planet that can get down that far. Like it's this very inaccessible, inhospitable, very unknown place. That we don't have a lot of context for. uh, That we don't have a lot of knowledge about. And by by putting so much emphasis on that. It just makes it all the more alluring to the viewer. They do an amazing job. They do a very smart thing in making this. Uh, conveying how inaccessible this is, conveying how unknown this is, so that you get pulled in because you're like, well, I want to know more about this place that we know literally nothing about. I want to know more about this very inaccessible, inhospitable, unknown place. Uh, And the episode from there uh, is really, really phenomenal. Uh... They do a great job of showing off, like, the geography of the ocean floor and some very, like, weird, very cool little structures. Like, you go down that, like, uh, continental slope, down, 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 down to the whatever plane, I forget the name of it. Uh, You see down into the uh, Mariana Trench. Uh, You see these weird... Uh, undersea hot vents that just constantly spew, like, ridiculously hot water into the sea. And it looks awesome. Like, and they shoot it so freaking well. It's so good. 
at my favorite element of this, my favorite element of how they show off the geography of the ocean floor, is they look at this undersea lake, essentially. It's this undersea lake of just uh, salt brine that's heavier than the water and therefore settled in this one area on the ocean floor. And it, like, has its own tide. It has its own coast. It's like this body of, not water, but this body of liquid within the ocean. And you kind of see the ecosystem that got built around that. And it's like, holy crap, this exists? This is a thing? My god! That is awesome! That is really cool! But of course, by far, the best element of this episode, the best element of this exploration of the deep sea is of the species that live there. Uh, And we don't spend a lot of time with any individual species uh, like we did in the last episode. Uh, There aren't any hugely long segments about a particular species. Uh, They're more interested in just doing this list of like, here's this thing. Here's why it's weird and cool. Move on. And they just keep going that just keep waterboarding you with this no pun intended over the entire episode and every single species they bring up every single strange creature they bring up is phenomenal uh it all looks like something out of science fiction i'm not gonna lie (laughs) in fact there's actually a creature in here that as david attenborough says inspired the alien movies and when you kind of get in the description of that creature uh how it kind of (laughs) like just sort of borrowed the body of a of a jellyfish and is just swimming around in it it's like yeah i can see how that inspired the alien movies (laughs) i get the resemblance between that creature and the xenomorphs just purely in terms of uh, what they're doing. Uh, and there's tons of like little cool things about them. Uh, you see all these transparent creatures with massive eyes. Uh, so they can see without being seen. Uh, you have this one creature that I adored uh, called the Fangtooth. And it just has like teeth. So massive, like, it can't even bite down all the way. Its mouth, like, is just constantly open. Uh, there's one eel I forget the name of, but it has, like, this massive tail, like, pointing, like, downwards, like, perpendicular to its head, almost. And it just has, like, the most massive mouth of all time, and it it opens, and you're just like, Holy shit, that's a thing. Um, okay. Uh, And you see all these little elements of all these different creatures and how they've adapted to survive in such harsh conditions without sunlight, without the uh, nutrients of the shallow water in the traditional sense. And my favorite, my favorite of all of this is how they explore 
bioluminescence. And all the ways in which creatures of the deep use bioluminescence, make their bodies light up. Uh, you see bioluminescence used to lure in prey. You see bioluminescence used to, uh, to track, or not to track, to distract predators. Uh, you see bioluminescence used for mating purposes. Like, they sort of call mates to one another. And actually, there's this one really cool story about, like, this one species of fish, uh, that mate, where, uh, the male is attracted to the female, the male just, like, bites the female. The male's way smaller than the female, by the way. Uh, the male just bites the female, latches on to it permanently, and it's just constantly, like, on the female, getting all the nutrients from her, while he's just constantly pumping sperm into her. It's sort of like a reverse Handmaid's Tale. And it's really cool. <laughs> it's really fascinating. But that's awesome. Uh, there And there's bioluminescence used for like stuff we don't know about. And they hammer this home a lot, by the way. For as much information as this episode contains. And there is a lot of it. We still don't know the vast majority of what any of these species are about. Of what any of these creatures are about. All we know is they're weird and cool. And apparently my recording setup does not like me talking about the Blue Planet. Because that's the second day in a row uh, we've had technical difficulties. But I'm back. I'm continuing this. Uh, but basically the point of what I was saying before... The technical difficulties is we know very little about the creatures of the deep other than they're weird and cool and they're incredibly remarkable. Like this episode is fascinating and explores all that very well. Uh, it's not a traditional Blue Planet episode. Uh, it's not a traditional episode of a BBC Earth David Attenborough nature doc. Uh, it is much more checklisty, but that's kind of by design because we don't know nearly enough about any of these creatures to really spin the big narratives like we had in that first episode with like the gray whale, which by the way, we returned to that gray whale carcass this episode, uh, and... Oh boy, uh, it gets devoured more <laughs> than they showed us last time. Uh, like, apparently, after it's a perfect skeleton, there's still, like, smaller creatures nibbling at meat that's still in the head. And just, there these other creatures that are sucking stuff out of the bones. It's just, like, it's brutal. It's kind of brutal. <laughs> it's kind of brutal scavenging. There are a lot of scavengers in the deep, by the way, uh, that this episode kind of showed off. But we know so little about a lot of the creatures here that we can't really have uh, big sweeping narratives like that uh, gray whale thing, uh, like the herring and all of that that we had in the first episode. So it kind of needed to be checklisty. And honestly... 
it, it just worked in the sense that we saw as much as we know. Uh, but the whole thing is really, really cool. The whole thing is really, really awesome, and I love it. It's so, so freaking good. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simplest, just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing the Blue Planet Episode 3. Talk to you then.